what watered down tasteless bollocks. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Alex. And I am Bartholomew. And this is going to be a complete shit show. I mean, this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the optional optician. Is that nice? Ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologist. I to go Come on. Ophthalmologist. I, 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 I can't remember words. It's crisp, refreshing, and citrus. Ooh. I would, I would Who, the citrus. ophthalmologist? Well, uh, if you were using adjectives, I would have said citrusy. I don't yeah. think citrus is an adjective, but no one cares about language anymore, so who gives a fuck? They really don't. Bunch of bastards. Speaking of uh, languages, uh, Al, what have you been up to? Oh, Christ, I've not even written me fucking notes here. Um, no, neither have I. That's why I'm hoping you're going to take a while. Right, okay. So I uh, have finished the car in terms of what needs fixing on it. Um, the brakes and springs came for the suspension, so put them, swap them round all round. That was how how much fun is it was literally things. the hardest thing I've done on the car so far <laughs> because the caliper holders have obviously never been removed since that yeah. car left the showroom. So I had to actually go and buy a breaker bar. It was the first. <laughs> it was the first thing. It was the first thing on the car that I couldn't take off. Right. Um, so just imagine uh, me, Jumpy, and our friend Joe. Um, trying to not only take the springs off of Johnny's old Jimny after he'd been Johnny's ragging Jimny. it, yeah, after he'd been ragging it around the fucking Dales, uh, but then replacing it with a two-inch lift kit and some like little Ooh. spacer blocks. Yeah, yeah, that was an absolute shit. That was, that was not but fun. it was one of them. But by the time you'd done one side, I got to the side, and it, it was way easier because I knew what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew which bits I could jam and which bits I could just like wedge <laughs> up with my foot, and you know which bits you had to actually take apart, like it says in the manual, and which bits you could ignore. Yeah. Um. So that was it. That's it done. Uh, it could have gone for a test. However, the spare tire that I ordered from Germany arrived and was not even for the right fucking size wheel. <laughs> Never mind awesome. the right size tire. So I've now got to wait undisclosed amount of time until they replace that, and then I can go get it tested because I, otherwise I don't have enough tires to go to the test that's yeah. it and then the fun can begin nice and I can, I can actually get it past the stage of just getting it fixed to drive. <laughs> but with the brakes it was such like it was so nice like <clears throat> i managed yeah, to actually yeah. just take it around the block and not shit myself because it stopped and <laughs> is, a, is now a fully functioning automobile yeah it's always a good thing when you know the brakes actually do what they're supposed to do um so that's are you sorry, bleh, bleh, bleh. Are you you're you're taking it in and getting it tested before you yeah. start doing the actual? Yeah, I just want the car itself to be approved before I start yeah. any modifications. Yeah, because I'm hoping I can get away with not having to reclassify it as a vehicle. The only thing I might have to reclassify is the number of seats. Um, because if you remove yeah. the seats, and then I can, yeah. then I don't need to get things done like seatbelt anchors and all that shit. Yeah, because yeah. there there's only two seats in it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think. I don't have to classify it as like a motorhome or anything no. like that. You um, shouldn't have to, because no. because it's not. Um, as I say, because it's not that like because it wasn't originally built as one. Because it's yeah. a conversion, I think you can get. One. To be fair, the Land Rover uh, on the um, uh, V5 is still classed as bronze. 
uh, <laughs> in color because nice yeah because it got painted before i even bought it and it never got changed and it's it's just always been bronze and i've never thought to actually change the paint color i think if you that? do like significant structural alter alterations to the vehicle yeah. then you've got to reclassify it but that's not that's not what's going to happen yeah i mean i I've, I've been looking into it uh for stuff on the truck um and it's all done on like this um like if, if you change the axles or the chassis or any major bodywork, then you have to notify the DVLA. But like I, I, to be honest, I think interior stuff you could probably you could probably get away without saying anything to them and they wouldn't question yeah. it. Well, you don't need um, to. It's just like yeah. oh, I'm sleeping in the back of my car tonight. Yeah. So yeah, what? Exactly. Um, um, so I think you, I think you're uh, you're right with the number of seats. So that's probably a good shout to get that change because it just means that you've got something else that you don't have to worry about with the the anchors and that yeah exactly um and then this weekend i had to put a bit of a, a pause on the car because my landlady hit me with a surprise kind yeah. of yeah um we had a fun chat inspection and steve very rightly was like well so what like it's just just tidy up it's not it's not nothing yeah. to worry about and it's like no she's getting like all the electricals um examined and inspected and hasn't been done since I moved in, which is like five years ago. Yeah. And the challenge is with things like that, like I've run like cabling like into the <laughs> front door and like I've got all this shit around the house that I've done modifications um in a rental that are not to code. Yeah. Um and the house is so fucked and the wiring is so bad. Like any junction boxes or anything like that they're just in such a bad shape. So I basically had to spend the entire weekend Stripping anything out I've done, um, any like ducting I've put in the walls or like projector mounts in the ceiling and stuff, and um, like just covering up holes and painting stuff back and just back to how it was when I moved in, yeah. which seems like overkill. But like my landlady is so skittish and so like anxiety riddled and yeah. reactionary that that any anything that's like a little bit of like stain on the wall, she'd have a panic attack about. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was. It was. I genuinely top to bottom refurbished my entire house this weekend. <laughs> I've not stopped every single room, everything, every floor, every wall, every door. Um, yeah. And also remember, I've dismantled a car in this house, <laughs> and the, like every room had car parts in it. And I was yeah. like, okay, so I need to sort it. So I've just been tidying shit up. Um, I had a room that was just dedicated to empty boxes. The box room. <laughs> the box room. Um, Honestly, when you sent me that clip, fucking piss myself. Uh, just because of all the stuff I've been ordering and like, um, yeah, planning to ship out all the 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 game cubes and stuff when they're repaired. Like mm. I've kept it all, so I've genuinely had a room that was floor to ceiling cardboard boxes. <laughs> so all that had to be sorted, um, and it is just. I mean, it's nice to live in a tidy thing, but like the yeah. kitchen is now not a garage; um, it's a kitchen again. <laughs> You're so, so disappointed. It was. It's fun. It was nice having everything there, and, and yeah. like also it was super handy for working on the car because I just grab yeah. a tool, go work on the car, put it back. Yeah, like just treating my house as a workshop because yeah. I don't have a workshop fit for um, repairing a car. Um, but yeah, that's that's all done now. So now I've got a nice clean house, just waiting, waiting for when the inspector decides to turn up. That's the biggest yeah. fucker. He's not actually says when he's going to turn up. Ah, oh, fuck. So it could You're be not be for like six weeks. Exactly, and it's like, well, I could have just continued living in a shithole for six weeks. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, on the plus side, if she does decide that uh, you're a liability and wants to kick you out, the uh, lady that lives next door to me wants to move out. So just buy that and come live next door to me. 
but then you that would make traveling to work probably really easy for, uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fine it's all remote now anyway exactly um and also like there you go that, brett there's proof that you can refurbish an entire house in a weekend so you know, with, with your place it should be super quick it's taking you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have no idea oh i love it uh speaking of brett what have you been up to well i've been working on my first project for the cabin um i say that outside of the workshop obviously uh, but i was having a couple chats with people this week and I, i'm not 100 percent sure why but putting this i'm making a deck for in front of the ship shop just a relatively small um eight by twelve pier block suspended deck right so like a floating deck nothing poured in the ground in terms of concrete or fixturing um i don't know if i would necessarily consider it temporary but it's going to serve its purpose as like extra workspace and also just being able to pull things out of my shop if I ever need to like yeah. as the day goes on and the sun sets it's quite nice outside and just being a little bit restricted on the, on the size of the workshop um it's going to be really helpful just to you know maybe put the little gas forge out there roll it out yeah and because uh, if anybody's been following along and has seen little hints of what my workshop uh, doors kind of open out to, the view is beautiful, and I love being able to look outwards, <laughs> but I've never been able to pull my truck back up to it, and I've had to load and unload things back there. So it's just been a series of I broke up all the concrete on the property and i know i talked about it a little bit when we were talking to trent but i finally got a quote-unquote retaining wall made with the uh concrete and had a couple of moments of like oh i should have done that better or i should have done that the right <laughs> way so i only made it like three or four feet wide at the end of it which should be close to the deck and then realized that like that's not wide enough for my giant truck to pull back into so <laughs> had to move make multiple trips to go and pick up more uh gravel finally got that sorted and then got the pier blocks in place uh and started laying the decking two days ago yeah and i you know ben's been kind enough they have extra cedar just left over from other jobs and i love cedar i love working with it because it's just a soft wood and kind of easy to work with but wrap it all back to where i started on this comment or this tangent, um, it feels interesting to be building a box frame deck and have it feel more substantial as something that I'm putting on the property than my workshop. <laughs> it's like <laughs> something about it is making me feel, I'm like, oh, this is like the first thing I've added to the, to the house, right? The workshop feels a little bit more like I made that space for me to hold all my tools and it's, it's mostly yeah. storage and a small workspace. The deck is something entirely... I won't say unnecessary, but like I wanted to grade that area out. I wanted to make it to where I could pull my truck up. So something feels more substantial about doing that project. It might have something to do with the fact that I haven't really framed anything out since the workshop, uh, a deck I've never done and like checking level and making sure things are done properly so that, you know, even though we lack weather or harsh weather, yeah. I still need to do it properly just in case, almost like Al's situation, I will have to get an assessor out at some point and I don't want them to come over and be like, yeah, this is uh, terrible and unsafe and you <laughs> can't have this deck. So pull it up. I'm trying to do things by the book. So 
that's been good, but amidst working on the deck and my uh, shade cover awning almost blowing away in the middle of the <laughs> filming the other day. Which I did see that on your Instagram story. That was funny. Yeah. I'm glad I got it on camera though, because I'm yeah. I'm obviously I'm filming that to try and uh, get a video out for Forge Tome just to like start that ball rolling again, and I'm you know I'm trying to do the on camera thing and do the proper approach to it of like we'll do check ins and I'll do a little update on camera so I'm not just doing VO the whole time because I'm still dreading doing VO because it's not something I do. And so I do feel more comfortable doing it on camera, but to be sat there, it's dead still. And then we just have these random winds that happen in the desert where you see like a, a dust devil, you know, like one of the little mini tornadoes. And it just right in the middle of me filming just woof, and ripped it all <laughs> out of the con or the. Yeah, I had some concrete holding down the corners and those didn't hold. Anyhow, I've been working on the uh, Sabaton verse video, the armor plated shoes that I posted a little bit about. And I think prior to us recording today, I think I just wrapped up the edit. So nice. a little bit of color correction, do the uh, the ridiculous process of like, I'm done with the video. Never mind, I have an hour and a half of making a thumbnail and uploading <laughs> and doing all the other stuff. So anywho, uh, should, that should be out hopefully today. And then crack on the to-do list. I feel like there's a million projects that I could approach and lots of ideas that I have, but I can't figure out which one should be the priorities. You guys are giving me shit about the cabin uh, and why it's taking so long. I'm obviously being skittish because I want to be able to have power so that I can work on things comfortably over there. Um, so I just have to go through the list of what I can actually make and not really chug too much on the goal zero batteries or just figure out if I can get something set up to run the solar chargers that they do have some extras here so I can put some panels out and see if I can get that to cruise. Nice. Yeah, but like bathroom and kitchen, I know I've noticed before, or I, I've commented on before. Um, those will be the first two things. I just got to yeah. sort out what I want to do because there's a certain degree of object permanence. If I'm going to do a bunch of work on this tiny bathroom, I don't want to have to look at it and go, I don't like that in three months <laughs> and change it again. Yeah. So just rolling things around in my brain, I've got uh, some cool stuff that I want to approach with the fossil project. I got to get back on that. And then um, general, general make making of things and stuff that I realize I need for the house. So yeah, I feel like the, the list grows, seems to never get shorter, but I'm you know motivated all the same. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Man. Um, yeah. Sounds sounds good. I like the fact that you know you're slowly, and I don't I don't mean that in a nasty taking the piss way, but like the fact that you're slowly managing to get kind of a bit further with the uh, with the cabin, and it's all starting to fall into place. Because, like I say, I think all of a sudden you're going to get the electric sorted, you're going to get the bathroom sorted, and then you're just going to be there as often as you can and get shit done and it's going to move really quickly. So it's, um, yeah, it's nice to, to know that that, that day is coming. Um, yeah. We'll have to see how all this paperwork works out with the power company and the, yeah. the properties next door to me that they're telling me I need paperwork from, but no one exists there. So it's not like I can knock on a door and say, Hey, excuse me. <laughs> 
your power pole. I need to use some of it. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm talking to the coyotes that walk around next door. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and speaking of uh, bathrooms, um, I, <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I, I need a piss. So I'll be back in a minute. Uh, no, um, I uh, obviously we've, I, I don't know if I've spoken about it on here, but I think I might have done uh, the fact that I'm uh getting a new mortgage deal on the house. And part of that is I'm going to take out a little bit of extra money uh, to redo my bathroom. Because uh, it was the first thing that I did when I moved into the house. And that was 10 years ago. And it was kind of done in a bit of a hurry. And I I love my bathroom, but it it needs like to not be falling apart anymore. Um, so I've had uh, the plumber come in and We've looked at some stuff. We've changed the plans slightly, uh, but the quote that he gave me was also significantly less than I had budgeted for. Hmm. Um, it, I mean, that that could change depending on um, like final products and stuff like that. It was like a, a ballpark figure, but um, but yeah, it's significantly less than I was expecting, which means uh, that there might be a little bit of money left over to do some other fun things with. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited about getting like the ball rolling on that. Um, uh, I'm just waiting for him to book in a date to change the the water heater, um, and we're kind of doing it in stages. So we're getting that done. He's going to do that, and then I'm going to do a load of work, and then I'm going to be without a bathroom for several weeks um, whilst we kind Fod, of for yeah. shower. Well, I'm going to be making a lot of use of uh, my gym membership. Um, yeah, that's smart. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's good. Uh, also, fixed the Volvo, which is good because that means that I can now finally drive a car that doesn't cost me twenty quid to just get to work and back in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been kind of the last couple of weeks have been like just getting a lot of shit organised and squared away, including super exciting, happy, fun news: uh, getting uh, Jim and Jamie uh, Wave Cycles and Custom Cave. Um, getting a day organized, well, a weekend organized with them, uh, where they're going to come down and oh. give, give me a hand with the truck. So we've got a date set. Uh, it's all good. Um, and yeah, they're going to come down. We're going to get the body on the truck. Uh, we're going to build the outriggers and get all that done, which I'm super looking forward to <laughs> because a it means that once the body's on, that's like a big chunk of work. That means that that's done and I can start moving on with other things with the like basically restart the project again. Um, but also it means that the truck will be over at my mum and dad's. Um, it, if I can get away with it, it's probably going to stay over there because uh, it'll be much, much easier to work on stuff over there. And it also means mm -hmm. I can make better use of my garage space as well. Um, so that might be the first step in um stepping away from uh the workshop at in the village um just because as we've discussed well as i've discussed before like it just doesn't work for for what i'm doing anymore um so yeah it'd be good to kind of like not have that expense every month um and yeah uh work-wise we've been doing shit loads with the pans because we had uh, a batch come in and they were all had like bad tooling marks on and stuff like that so it's just been an absolute nightmare of doing that um and i was supposed to uh be working saturday and kind of having a bit of a catch-up day 
but because Joe was in as well, and there was a couple of little things that I needed to um, like use his brain for, I was like, ah, well, while Joe's in, I'm just going to quickly get the handles on these knives and get them glued up, and then I can sort them out at a later date. And that just turned into me spending all day handling two knives. Um, <laughs> one, of, In fact, what, three, but I only finished the handles on two of them. Uh, one of them was one of the Sloyds that I'd made ages ago, but it was not good enough to be able to... Uh, sell or give away or do anything mm -hmm. with so it's just been kind of like a box cutter um i was like I'm, if i'm going to use it i might as well put a, a, an actual handle on it it meant that i was able to experiment a little bit with um with different uh types of wood some new techniques um doing the bolsters and, and stuff like that um because I, I've, I've got some really good ideas for different knives and handles and stuff like that but it's kind of a it can get a bit overwhelming the amount of options that you can have for stuff like that um so i was like ah this is a perfect excuse to kind of experiment without it costing me any money because i'm not going to get this wood stabilized i'm just going to use bits of scrap it doesn't have to be like really nice interesting wood it can just be what's on hand yeah. um it's so got to do that with a couple of them uh was really genuinely pleased with how the handles came out um and then was going to take a photo of uh the first one for um for instagram um which was actually the one that uh the blade that rasmus gave me um so sunday afternoon um i was like right okay i know i've got to record in a couple of hours so i'll just quickly get some photos taken while the lights uh nice and uh managed to shove the knife straight into my index finger and then had to go into a e to get it stitched up so that's why we're recording on a monday not on a sunday i'm very sorry everyone um but yeah and your finger looks so silly in that yeah it, it, sleeping bag it looks like i've like fingered a marshmallow it's horrible and um <laughs> and yeah and it's it's fucking useless at work because i've got this big fucking sleeping bag on my finger that means i can't like it's on my left hand so i was like it's it's exactly uh i was like it's on my left hand so it shouldn't actually affect my ability to work that much because you know, I'm I'm right-handed, but as it turns out, I'm um, I use my my left hand a hell of a lot for yeah. only hand. when you damage your other yeah. hand, you realize how much you use it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for like more skilled things in your right hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, this one does all the thinking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so true because like putting the D handles on and stuff like that. Like the way that I I hold the handle on. It's like fuck, I can't do that without my index finger. Yeah. Um, so I've been having to kind of like uh relearn some muscle memory um with how I do things, and it's just meant that production is very, very slow. Um mm -hmm. there was one other thing that I've not uh talked about yet, but probably the uh the best thing that's happened to me all week, and in fact, I'd probably say all year. Um I I got a coffee scoop from the wonderful Tim turdworks uh which i was actually really excited about because um tim's been fucking around a lot with like laminates and, and stuff like that recently and he's made some really nice looking stuff um so yeah i i got one and it turned up and it's it's lovely so thanks tim um but yeah like one of the uh again one of the issues that i had with that is he was like right well, what what handle do you want what you know what style do you want and all this and i was like i, I don't fucking know dude like the You've been doing so much cool shit. Just fucking make whatever you want, um, because it it can be really paralyzing when you have too many options. And 
Al came up with a came up with a really like good way of saying it, and I I've I've forgotten that. So, Al, what was the phrase that you used earlier on when we were talking about the the shopping? And you said that there was a thing. Paralysis. Oh, choice paralysis. That's it. Thank you. I love the way you're just looking at me like like I'm a madman. Uh, yeah, choice paralysis. I thought, I thought you'd already said it. That's right. That's like, right. You want another term for it? Right? <laughs> uh. um, but yeah, like it, it's something that I I struggle with, especially option if, overwhelmment. Oh, uh, yeah, especially if I'm hungry and there's like loads of food in the fridge, but none of it's ready, so I'm going to have to cook something. And I'm just like, I I, I can't decide. It, it's all too much. So I. I genuinely at that point will quite often just like, right, I'm just going to make a peanut butter sandwich, eat that just to quell the hunger. And then I can actually think about stuff clearly. Um, but it's like, if you go into a workshop and you and say, you can make whatever you want. It's like, Fuck. I, I, I want to make all the things. What do I make now? Um, like, cause we, we get it with the, the classes. If uh, on the beginners one, we kind of say to people, make whatever you want. They'll, instinctively always either just stand there for 20 minutes going, I, I don't know, uh, or they're trying to make a knife um, because that's what everyone wants to make. Um, or they'll redo something that they've already done because they're just like, well, I just want to practice doing the thing that I didn't quite get right. Um, but yeah, I think like the idea of, of choice paralysis is is an interesting one. And it's, it's very, uh, I think it's very prevalent in the making community because like there is, so much stuff you could potentially do and i think again that's where a lot of people um or where the the issue of not copying but like taking inspiration from other people seeing someone else do something and go oh fuck that's a really good idea i want to do my own take on it i think that's why you see a lot of um uh like similar projects and a lot of trends within the maker community because it's people seeing something and going oh that's a good idea i want to to try doing that um, because I, I, I've, I think we've spoken about it a, a quite a lot, like the those that idea of giving yourself kind of restrictions um, is really good for creativity because it means that you've got you've got a structure on which to build around. Um, whereas if you're just kind of going, no, oh, you can do whatever. Um, yeah, I think it's a bit kind of paralyzing, paralyzing. That's that's words. It is, and I agree. Um, I think. The food thing is always a really easy thing to understand because it's like yeah. the, the the bigger the menu, the harder the choice. Yeah. Um, why I, that's why I was always a kind of a, a proponent of really simple menus. Yeah. Well, just, also if if you go somewhere and it's got a fucking huge menu, you know that ninety percent of it is coming out of a freezer and it's going to be shit. Oh, it's just the same things organized yeah. in slightly different tortillas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when it yeah, when it comes to sort of making and creativity. It's the same. It's like it's like blank canvas syndrome. It's like yeah. or, or writing. It's like well, it could go anywhere. Um, and the same in my day job. Like what someone just comes up to you, especially with a new brand. Mm. What's it going to be called? Well, <laughs> do you know how many words there are or aren't? And we're going to make one up. It's like yeah. do you know how many possible combinations of noises, colors, and shapes they could possibly have? <laughs> um, and that can be really daunting. To begin, especially when when you're starting, yeah, um, I, I get much more focused when you know exactly where you're heading, you know what the brief yeah. is, you know exactly what you need to do, um, and then you're not having to worry about those decisions along the way. Yeah. I think the car thing for me is is a, is a real eye opener for that point because I 
went into this thinking like, this is the model of car that I've got and some bits on it will be broken and I need to replace those bits. Yeah. So it's like, like for like, you know? Yeah. That, that spring needs replacing, that screw needs replacing, that valve needs replacing, blah, blah. Naively, to me, that that would just be a really simple thing. Yeah. Okay, maybe they're not OEM anymore. I've, I've got to get aftermarket ones, replacement ones, whatever. And it's like, no, you just open up a fucking Pandora's box of options <laughs> and do you want it to do this one, that one, this shape, that shape, this model, that, and I'm like, fucking hell, like, even if I know what I want, I don't know what I want. Yeah. Uh, and then and then what you're having to do is you're having to learn about all those options. And that's one of the challenges I have with with choice is that I then need to be informed about all those possible decisions. Mm. Otherwise, I won't make the right one. Yeah. And we talk about FOMO, but it's like it's like fear of knowing too much about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Brett. I 100% agree with this, especially because the cabins become a huge uh, example for this exact situation. Yeah. Even something like this small bathroom, like remember that this bathroom is very tiny because it is within a tiny space. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of options in terms of uh, what I can do within mm -hmm. it. You know, it's not like I can blow out walls and, and make everything bigger unless I really want to want to get into permitting and completely, you know, changing everything that I was going to do. So even something like what do I want, what do I want for the floor of the shower <laughs> space? And then you go, uh, there's a couple of different options. You can get the plastic. If you live in Yorkshire, plants. apparently carpet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I love learning as much as I possibly can. Right. Uh, the idea of being able to do, you know, my initial thought was like, Ooh, what if I'm almost made it like a sauna style outdoor shower that you see where it's got wood everywhere mm -hmm. and everything's treated and waterproof enough to where you could just have this almost sauna style wooden nice. shower. Well, do a little bit of research on that and what it takes to actually have a wood shower. <laughs> there, There is a reason they're used in things like saunas or exterior showers yeah. versus inside where you actually have other walls surrounding it and yeah like humidity <laughs> levels rising and falling as quick as they will in a space like mine where i exist in the desert and yes at a certain point i'll have heating and cooling inside the place because it is a requirement to have these things i need to be mindful of moisture barriers and all these other things and it just started to escalate into okay if i wanted to do that i have to do this which would require this. Okay, now I'm gutting the entire thing. Well, I don't really want to do that, and I don't feel like I, I need to for what I want to achieve. So then you go into things like, okay, tiles or slate or stone. I do love the look of those as well. Plus, there's some really amazing options in terms of matte black or like very slate gray, you know, stone. Mm -hmm. And then you go, okay, now I got to mortar. And then there's still moisture barriers. And then what would I do for the walls? Which is why I was talking about the lime plaster stuff with you guys, because it's a more natural or it's just, it's a process that's been used for thousands of years. So I also yeah. love that as opposed to the wood. And then it just becomes options, options, options. And every single one of those has 15 different requirements to do them correctly. Yeah. So now I have to choose one. And <laughs> I don't like that. Now I know all of these things. I've learned so much. I love learning new things. But now I have to pick. Yeah. yeah. And then once I approach it, it's not like, 
I feel like forging, this happens with forging sometimes. I'll start on something, it's not going well, and then I'll just figure out how to turn it into something else because it's not game breaking and it definitely doesn't matter if I uh, change my mind halfway through with whatever the final project is going to be or the aesthetic of it. For a bathroom, if I got 50% of the way through with it and just went, I don't like this, <laughs> I'm screwed and I'm probably out a bunch of money at that point. This whole idea of, of options and learning, I feel like there are certain processes that I, I definitely prefer and it makes the problem solving aspects easier. I knew working on the deck, which if anybody's been following along, I've posted a few things about it. I'm using the cedar. Well, I knew that the, the process of burning cedar was the thing that's been used for thousands of years or a thousand years. And it's good for exterior and weatherproofing because it's more natural. I don't like paints, blah, blah, blah. Series of things that I've learned over the last few years of why I like this process. And then I talked to JP, who I know I've shouted out a couple times on this podcast. I asked JP because I saw somebody hint around on Instagram that Shishugiban is an improper term. And I was like, please educate me, uh, my friend who is a Japanese woodworker. And he goes, yeah, that's not right. And Americans always make me giggle <laughs> when they use that. It's called Yakisugi. And I was like, okay, still learning new things. Uh, why you know burning pine shouldn't necessarily be referred to as that or burning any other kind of wood because it refers to the cypress or the the sugi aspect of it it's cypress or there's one other kind of wood that they use so all of this gets wrapped up into the same thing like i want to know all the things i want to do the right approach to everything that i possibly can so that i feel like i'm achieving something or solving the problem correctly and now I just have too much in my head and I can't make decisions. <laughs> you, you mentioned um, process there, Brett, and I think that really helps. So I, I get equally crippled by these kind of overwhelming options. And then also the more you know about it, it makes it even harder because then you're like, you're invested in all of them. Um, but having some, some, some form of decision tree or like funnel where you just make one decision first. Yeah. And then it just kind of narrows down your options. And I found this in making the PC that I'm on now, mm. actually. I've not built a PC for 20 years. And so when I kind of dove in at the deep end of, of modern PC parts, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, I had no idea about all these, the, this wealth of, of choices and, different platforms and different processes and different motherboards and all this stuff. Um, and it was, I, I just had to park it for a bit because I was like, I'm, I'm way out of my depth here. Yeah. But then it was as simple as you make one decision and it almost like halves your options. Yeah. And then you're like, well, what are you going to be using it for? And then boom, right. And again, and again, it halves your options. And you just keep going down until ultimately you, you you you've only got sort of like four or five different ways to make a really smart, holistic solution to what you initially set out for, which you yeah. never could have done at the beginning. But having those little steps along the way, and, and I think that translates to to anything. So Steve, the food thing, like open yeah. the fridge, stand there for ten minutes, close the fridge, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and eat that packet of biscuits you're going to eat anyway. Yeah. Um, but like you're like right, well, what do you want? Spicy, right? Boom, that's half of those things gone. Yeah. 
what uh, you know I want like the protein because I'm I really need my body really needs it right that's that top fridge gone and you, and you'd like boxing down to this like right I've got some mushrooms and I've got some rice you know yeah and I'm really need for something salty and spicy because that's what my body's telling me right boom and you've got like two or three dishes that you could choose from yeah um so just having those little I don't know what they like gates we yeah. call them in in branding and and kind of uh, the design process like you you're not allowed to do it until you cross that gate and then as soon as you have you don't have to worry about that stuff behind you anymore yeah okay i mean that that's the thing is it it's um it's about kind of breaking it down into the the like the right what is the very first thing that i need to decide on like you know if if it's a, a making project it's like right well i want to make all of these things but i you know actually the thing that i really want to do is i want to l- learn this technique or i want to incorporate this material or i want to make something that's food safe or whatever like you you again it, it's about building barriers it's about blocking yourself in so that you can then find creative ways to get around those things um and it's yeah i think it's it's a weird one because like brett obviously you, when you were talking about it, you were talking less necessarily about um uh about just general choices and more about like well the more you know about it the more than that that then kind of expands and it's like well I, I now i want to go down this alley but that's not going to work and okay so now i've got to go this route and oh i get really excited about that but then you find a thing that, that doesn't work mm-hmm. um because of, of of that expanded knowledge but you still want to um you still want to learn more about it so you're like well well now i've, I've got to come up with another another project <laughs> that i can do yeah. that incorporates that thing because i want to do that um, yeah. And so you just end up like with this ever-growing kind of list, um, and yeah, it is—it's really hard. And I think, like, we—I mean, we can go around and around coming up with different analogies for the fact that at the end of the day, all you've got to do is you've got to make a, a decision on a single thing about it, and then, um, uh, like, then you can start making more decisions based off that. And right making that decision is like that it's that it's the whole th- whole thing of like the first step is the hardest and mm-hmm. there are so many different kind of uh self-helpy kind of suggestions out there for like how you can do it and like i mean i've i've got friends that literally just keep a, a set of dice on them at all times and they'll quite often just you know they'll they'll use a, a d6 and just assign odd and even to a yes no question sort of thing just if they can't make the decision, just to right, okay, I've made that decision, I can go with it because, like, making that decision, it means that you can you can start going down that path, and you can go, oh fuck, okay, this doesn't actually work because of this thing. So you yes, you're going back to um, step one, but you've blocked out that 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 one route. So you can go actually, it, it doesn't matter that I've gone halfway down this one because you're you're still able to. Um, to reroute and start doing things obviously mm-hmm. yes if you if you're gonna um start a big project like a bathroom or something like that you need to know like the final outcome before you start knocking down walls yeah. but you can at least do the the kind of the mental build the build it in your head first by um like i say just forcing yourself to choose one of them even if it's even if you choose one and you get and you kind of in the back of your head thinking actually that's that's not what i actually wanted like that's that's enough of a a kick to make you go okay okay and I mean, I'm I'm being a complete hypocrite when I say this because I'm <laughs> fucking terrible at doing this. But if you can find a way to do it, like it it 
it is really good. It's really beneficial to just make that decision, even if you don't um, don't necessarily want to stick with it. Mm-hmm. I I think that's a really smart way of looking at it, though. That even making the decision that you end up not going with is just as helpful. It sounds yeah. really counterintuitive, mm-hmm. but I think you're right on that. Yeah. And you know, I I think in this along this topic, and I know I'm talking about the deck a lot because it's my most uh, apparent example. But there were a few times where I had to just stop and look at things and go, am I doing the right thing? Like, Mm -hmm. is this the right process for how I'm doing this? And I know I'm building it by myself, so I don't get to really, you know, rattle ideas off with anybody else. But I also think some of my, uh, let's call it overlearning or or going down the rabbit holes, like you were saying, Steve, learning a thing and then getting really intrigued by the process of it and maybe the outcome of it is I think my favorite part about making things and, and, you know, learning, learning new processes is definitely high on my priority list. Yeah. But for this deck, it's like, I, I genuinely knew all of the processes or the steps that I needed to take. And I still questioned myself because it was like, do I need to do a little bit more research to find another rabbit hole so that I can make an excuse for why I'm not just moving along with this? It's a frame yeah, and then boards slapped on top. And I'm burning and oiling the wood, which is just another step in the process. But why, why do I find myself stopping to question the things that I've told myself from the beginning, I know what I want and what I'm doing? Yeah. It, I, the idea of the gates is really helpful that, that maybe you can start. It, it has to be a talent or you have to be able to train yeah. yourself to look at those. Yeah, you need gates. to learn how to do it. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's inherent in the way that I approach things. I have a tendency to be hard enough to push through mm. and then usually get to the end of it and go, ah, yeah, see, that's what I, I knew I could get there eventually. But because everything, most of the things that I do are first times and I may know a couple of the processes but there's a little bit, there's always a little bit in there where I'm not hundred percent sure if it's going to yeah. pan out. Even this uh, video edit for the shoes, it's a maker adventure episode. I haven't done one of those in forever. <laughs> I was in after effects and, you know, bodging around in after effects to try and remember where I had put all of the different assets and things. I've done this before. I've made a handful of these episodes. I've done animations and graphics for a long time and I still kept going, Wait, is this gonna work out right? It's just it's for the video. Maybe it doesn't matter. I'm like, of course it fucking matters. I care about my videos. Yeah. I still hit these moments of okay, I guess I need to go research something else because it helps. It's an excuse. That's what I'm getting at. It's a huge excuse to just step away from something, even if nothing is learned in that time away. Yeah. I need to get over that. (laughs) I it's a really good one though, because like there's there's a, a shitload of stuff that I, um, I've i needed to get on with and projects that I need to finish or complete or whatever. But I keep putting them off because it's like, ah, yeah, but I, I already know how to do that thing. So I just want to I want to do the new, fun, exciting thing. I don't want to repeat that process over and over and over again. And it's it's been really tough for me to kind of go, actually, no, I need to do those things because doing them means that I get better at them, which means that you know I'm able to then confidently do it. I mean, like the... The, the knife handles like they were I've I have put handles on knives a couple of times before um 
and with these it was it was a different technique a uh, different style of handle for each one um i used the same um technique to actually handle them the the dowel technique to to put them in um because it was a familiar easy one it's like right i know i can do that that let's just get that done and i'll experiment with fucking around with the um the actual handle shape because that's something that i want to play with and again these these are throwaway projects like these were just something where i could just do it and um practice and and not worry about it not worry if i fucked it up um but that means that then when i get to the the you know the knife that i want to make that's you know, really complicated and really nice and you know i want to be able to show it off to people and go oh look at how good this is like it, there's going to be less pressure on it and i think that's mm -hmm. one of the other 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 problems with um with the whole choices thing is it's very easy to dismiss ideas because they have too much pressure on them like oh well i really want to do that thing but oh, i'm not quite good enough at that technique yet so i'm going to put that off but at the same time not doing projects that use that technique because you want to save doing it for that <laughs> project and it's yeah it's this this thing that just go ends up going round and round and round and i think again the the gate technique or just choosing something makes it's it's so hard to do but then it like making a decision can be really helpful even if you like i said even if you don't stick with that decision even if that making that decision makes you go no that's the wrong decision to make therefore i'm i know i can cancel that one out and you can go on to something else yeah. um because it it kind of opens that conversation up in your mind i think that the problem is is we when we get stuck in this kind of phase it's it's literally just um you're just constantly coming up with ideas and it's just idea 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 <laughs> idea idea and you get really overexcited about each one and then you you rather than stopping to think about them you just come up with another idea and another yeah. idea and it's it just becomes a complicated mess there's a few things i found that can help one is involving someone else yeah because their filter and your filter when it overlaps it becomes like a mesh yeah and it there's two different directions of it and and straight away you're filtering stuff out yeah that you might have gone oh, what about no don't do that yeah i've tried that before it's wank so yeah. like already you've got someone else's experience and, and knowledge and understanding of things so that really helps and um, if you haven't got that other person um another thing to do is just completely be just ruthless and say right after this topic yeah. or this subject or this material i'm not going to look into anything else yeah like at some point in my life i'm probably going to have a chance to to, to redo another bathroom right this yeah. isn't the only bathroom i will ever do before i die so don't worry about it yeah don't worry about the fear of, of missing out on tiles um <laughs> just draw a line in it and be, and be brutal and 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 I, it's all well and good saying that and hearing that but until you actually exercise it you you don't realize how powerful it is because it's the same yeah. at work i'll be like right i need to i need to research uh american meat packing companies and you're like right where do i start and where do you start is the same as where do you stop because yeah. you, you it, it could just go on forever Ooh, yes and then you're like oh what about south, central america what about south america oh yeah and then all of a sudden you're, you're you know you're researching stuff that is just so left field it's all relevant but you're like i need i need to just at some point say right yeah this is the last bit of research I'm doing, and I don't care. If, I don't care if there's any other colours of paint after this, right? Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. stop. But that requires a bit of um, ruthlessness. But 
one one example of this, which is always my go-to in my head when people talk about choice paralysis, is like Netflix. Mm. Oh God, yeah. When you sit there and then you realize for an hour you've just been scrolling through films. Yeah. And like in your head, you might have been making a little mental list, like maybe that one. I'll come back. I'll just see if there's anything else, but I'll come back to that one. <laughs> and then you've got like maybe ten films in your in your head. Yeah. But by the time you get to eleventh, the first you've one's forgotten. been knocked yeah. out and you've forgotten. So even the the criteria that you had at the start has changed because you've gone down. And you've gone, oh yeah, that 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 is a pretty good Stephen Seagal film. I'll put that 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 can just go mm-hmm. there. That's every Stephen. I want to know. And then we're well, under siege, <laughs> and then you go down, and by the end of it, you just wasted an hour. Yeah. So what I do, if if I'm on my own or if someone's watching a film with me, is I fuck Netflix off. I go upstairs and I pick six films out on DVD. Yeah. And I bring those six films down. I go like, right, this is your choice. There's 300 films upstairs yeah. in that room that's a lot like Hot Fuzz. Um, <laughs> but these are your six for tonight. You know, there's, yeah. there's going to be another night when we're going to watch a film. Yeah. We don't have to watch every film tonight, right? So don't worry about it. These are your six. Which is which? Your six is going to pick. And it's such an effective tool. Yeah. To, to to get you to focus and to get you to go, oh, maybe I don't need to watch a sci-fi film or a Disney film or a comedy film. It's like, yeah. here's my choices. What kind of mood are you in? Sci-fi, right. Well, that's half the bag gone. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't really want to watch something that's like got, I don't know, Charlie's Theron in, right. Well, get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, all of a sudden the decision's made for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, the, the obvious answer to that uh, question is always going to be pitch perfect. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I think the Netflix it's one black, is, a, maybe. <laughs> is a is a really good shout because it is like you just end up scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and and you come up with these great ideas, but you 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 scroll past them because, like I say, you you're like, oh yeah, but the next one might be better. Um, and I think you like setting yourself a limit. Is a really good show. so if you're doing that with projects for example then you can do the same thing you can say right i'm going to think of as many projects as i can but i'm going to write down six and as soon as i get to six i'm going to stop and then i'm going to pick one of those and that could be you know it could be full projects as in like i want to make a table i want to make a bookcase i want to make a hot air balloon i want to make a thing or it could just be i want to do something that uses this technique or this technique or whatever like find a criteria and then do six or however many choices on that and if you want to do six and then roll a dice then it takes the decision out of your hands um but if you find yourself going oh yeah but i don't really like you've written down your six and you go actually i don't i don't really want to pick that one because i hope i don't roll that one because i don't really want to do it then just sack that one off like it it helps make that decision for you um but like i think trying to figure out the purpose of what you're trying to do is is the kind of that's the first decision you should make that's what you should kind of be basing it all off of because like say like if it's the bathroom right what's the purpose of building this bathroom if it's to create a a really interesting video where you're using a load of really new unusual techniques Mm. great then you know that means you can put your research into that if it's i just need a place where i can shit and shower then you know, it, it makes that decision a lot easier. It's like, right, okay, I don't need any of that. Like, find out what that core thing is. If it's a project, you know, is it because you really want to try a new technique? Is it because you want to make something that you can use? Is it because you're trying to make a gift? Whatever. Like, find that 
core requirement. I mean, Netflix, Netflix for me, the, the worst thing about fucking Netflix or YouTube or whatever is generally I'm putting it on as noise so that when me and Ben are eating, I can't hear me and Ben eating. <laughs> like that's, that's why I put stuff on when I'm sitting down at the sofa. Cause that's the only time I really sit down at the sofa is when I'm uh, sitting down to eat. And like, that's, that's why I've started watching so much fucking like half as interesting or um, rare earth or, and stuff like that on YouTube is because mm -hmm. it's a short video that lasts just long, long enough for me to finish eating. And then I can decide, right. Okay. What are we actually going to watch tonight? Sort of thing. Like it's just something as a filler. Yeah. Um, and like that, that can work as well for um, like, if you're doing a making project, like if you can't decide what to do, just have a little thing that's that you're going to do, like make, make a, make a fucking dice. Like we did the dice challenge in the uh, Facebook group um, two years ago. Right? <laughs> um, like just make something like super simple. Have a bunch of like little projects like that, that you can just pick up and go, this is only going to take 20 minutes, but it's going to, it's going to scratch that itch. It's going to be that peanut butter sandwich that allows me to think about what I'm actually going to cook. Um, and doing little, little tiny things like that can, because it's, it scratches that itch as, that's the only fucking analogy I can come up with because it scratches that itch. Because it your fingers really itchy and you don't want it, to think about it. Yeah, it really fucking is. Um, it just, it allows you to then, um, be a little bit freer on, on that decision making. It's like, right. Okay. Well, I've done that. That's that immediate need is, is done and over with. So like you've, you've been able to clear your head and you've been able to say, actually, I was using this technique or this material and I really enjoyed it. I already fucking hated it. So I'm going to avoid or whatever that. Um, but yeah, sorry, Al, you go. Um, yeah, no, just, just thinking about the, the, the options and what you could do and the opportunities and that, that kind of getting all giddy and excited. We're just um, planning out what to do at Make Essential. Hmm. Um, so Nick's getting very excited past couple of days because I think he's very much <laughs> um, of the opinion that it's going ahead uh, and he's, he's trying to get the message out of positivity as opposed to kind of uncertainty, Yeah, um, which is great. Uh, so I've just been trying to kind of rally the troops and just like, what, what, what do we want to do on the day? What, what kind of activities, workshops and stuff do we want to do? And that's like, well, oh, fucking hell, what do you want to make? You know, what, what materials <laughs> do you want to make? What, what yeah. you know, I, I mean, I, I being a, 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 a dick of all trades, could it could be anything. It could do anything. What do you want? I yeah. could do anything. Um, what's really helped is getting everyone involved. You know, what would you like to do? What what kind of is your comfort zone? Yeah. And they go, right, well, we've got someone doing some leather. We've got someone doing some printing. We've got someone doing some textiles. We've got someone, you know, and then all of a sudden it's yeah. like, ah, oh, right. And instead of it narrowing down your options, what it's doing is it's leaving a gap. Yeah. And then it's an opportunity. It's like, well, ah, nobody is doing X. So I think that's a really good way of making a decision. If you're struggling, like, what can I, well, you know, what, what can I do in my bathroom, for instance? Well, what yeah. has nobody done? Yeah. You know, as an opportunity to do something original and something interesting, something <laughs> unique. It's the gap in the market, which is, again, a wanky marketing term, but it's something we do to make decision-making really easy because you've identified what everyone else is doing already. And it's like, well, your only option then is to do something made out of cheese. Yeah, mm. I, I, I fucking love cheese. Um, so that that's given me a brilliant idea, Brett. For your bathroom, rather than having a shower, means the bathroom water, where the water comes from on top, have it so it's like a, a supercharged B day, and it it comes up from the bottom. So you shower from bottom up, bottom up. 
<laughs> there is no issue. Surely the most sensible way to shower. <laughs> well, look, if we're going to prioritize uh, the direction of the water, or where the direction of the water is going, and the dirtiest parts of myself, you know, that may not be far off. <laughs> Uh, my hair never really gets all that dirty, but yeah, it exactly. gets top priority, obviously, yeah. if we go in the normal direction. Yeah, there yeah. you go, Steve. I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's a good shot. But actually, uh, going back to what you said earlier on, Al, um, I, I, I think uh, your suggestion of getting someone else involved is massively uh, helpful. Like, And it, it's something that, um, that applies to so many other things as well. Like that's what the the community is there for that's what your friends are there for that's what the people around you are there for like ask the question because half the problem is, is well, half the people are going to come up with like a shitload of ideas that you um you didn't think of any anyway so you're going to get more suggestions you're going to get more choices and it's going to be um it's going to be even harder to choose but then you're going to have one or two people that are going to come up with either a something that you never thought of that's going to make you go Fuck, that's a brilliant idea. Mm -hmm. Or like Al mm -hmm. says, you're gonna have people going, yeah, don't do that, it's shit, or don't yeah. do it like this because of that reason. And I think, well, yeah. I think I think just sorry to put in Steve, but that, that is a that is a danger with that. That if you ask yeah. other people, they default to what is the norm and what everyone does. Yeah. Like, oh you've you have to do it like this. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I wasn't asking you like what do you think other people do? Yeah. <laughs> I was asking you what do you think I should do or what do you think we should do? Yeah. And, um, and I think one of the other like important things with that as well is I, I realized I said like ask I made it sound like you should ask a load of people. I, I don't think that's true. I think you should ask like one, two, maybe three people, like have a, a small little group chat or just a couple of friends or whatever. Don't put a post out on Facebook or like in a big group chat or anything like that because you will end up with so many fucking people coming up with either completely stupid ideas or just completely derailing the topic especially if i'm in the chat i will almost certainly derail the topic because i am an idiot um but yeah like try and keep it to a smaller number because it just helps bounce ideas around and it means that you'll um you'll probably naturally end up focusing on one or two ideas rather than having a thousand more um spewed at you um but uh but yeah like i i think any kind of assistance you can have to help make that decision is going to be good, whether that is rolling a dice or um, or picking out a core aspect that you need to concentrate on or asking a friend or doing whatever. Like, it, it is really good to... It, it, fucking... I can't words today. I'm, I'm not with it. I'm So the whole reason that we chose this as a topic was because... I'll turn around and said, well, see, what, what, what are we going to talk about? And I was like, I don't know. There's too many fucking ideas. I can't choose. Oh, give away the fucking magic sauce. It's Yeah, they fucking know that we're idiots. Um, but yeah, like, so that that was why. Because my brain is fucking broke. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't work today. I've been stuck in a fucking room making pans on my own. And my brain's melted. And that is not spiffing. Uh, what was the order again? Spa. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so that means I am first, and I am going to go with a food one because I fucking love food. Um, 
been doing uh, a lot more actual cooking uh, over the last couple of months. Um, it's been really nice to get back in the kitchen and start kind of playing around and fucking around with food a bit more. Um, and there's been a lot of stuff that I've... Uh, <laughs> thanks, Brett. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff that I've... Um, I've been wanting to make for ages and just haven't had the the opportunity to or haven't had the time to do or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's been kind of like really nice going through that mental kind of list of like, oh, I want to try doing this. I want to try doing that and and coming up with uh, new stuff to make. Um, I just quickly want to give a special shout out to Franco for his gluten-free Amoretti biscuits, which looked amazing. Um, but Amoretti uh, biscuits are gluten-free. Don't give him fucking credit. I know, but, you know, I didn't... Yeah, yeah. Um, I've just had some gluten-free steak. <laughs> um, but they looked really fucking nice. That was more what I was meaning. They and the fact that fantastic. He, yeah. And the fact that he pointed out and especially tagged me and was like, Steve, you can oh. eat these as well. Um, uh, almost as nice looking as Andy Pugh's Welsh cakes, which are fucking delightful. Um, but yeah, uh, there is a, a lady in the village, which I'm pretty sure I've talked about on the show before but i've definitely talked about it in the group before um my friend krish and she used to run a restaurant in the village um but she's now gone um like freelance and is doing lots of pop-ups and stuff like that but she's also got a um a youtube channel called the alternative indian um and she mm -hmm. does tiffins and tapas and does lots of uh fucking delicious food she's genuinely uh the best chicken wings i've ever had in my life and she's not done a video on the recipe for the chicken wings yet but i am desperate to go and see her again soon so that she can cook chicken wings for me because what's, what's the channel called uh it's called the alternative indian uh there is currently 31 subscribers um but yeah she's just trying to hand at the youtube thing just putting um uh some recipes out there nice and easy to follow the one that she's just put up is uh gluten-free pakoras um and a lot of the food that she does is uh pakoras are gluten-free i what know is this conspiracy of gluten-free stuff <laughs> it's because so many people like over here will just put fucking wheat flour in everything well true yeah and every, just, everything ever bought yeah. from a supermarket probably does as well yeah exactly um just because it bulks it fucking out um but yeah and it's just kind of making sure that people are aware that it's oh, kima burger yeah oh. um and yeah, she just does like some really fucking nice food. Uh, she's uh, only just put the channel up, so there's only a few videos on there. But I'm really excited to see where it goes because it's it's good food. So yeah, go go check out my friend Krish. Go see if you can get her above 100 subscribers because she definitely deserves it. Um, and drop, drop a message and tell her that we sent you because then yeah. she, she might cook me more uh delicious chicken wings there you um, go yeah that's a win-win steve uh brett you are next yes so i have just been looking around at more talented smiths and this is somebody i've been following for a little while um but i do not believe we've ever shouted them out before the gentleman's name is anders sobera Al, you might have to correct me if there's a pronunciation I'm missing. He is, I believe, Danish. Not sure how. It sounds a... spot on. All right. Well, anyway, Anders. So he goes by Asobera, A S O B E R R A, on Instagram. Uh, he has a YouTube channel as well. 
he makes really fantastic stuff and i i think if you have any interest in you know blade making he obviously makes some amazing blades but shows a lot of processes on his instagram and i feel like i'm constantly picking up uh, new approaches or new techniques he also has like really amazing ways of using limited tooling uh steve you know he's got a bunch of top tools with just sticks as handles <laughs> and it always makes me kind of giggle but there's enough little process videos that he puts out that um always give me new ideas and kind of new approaches to um, making things in general and yes it happens to be smithing oriented but i always try and gleam a little bit of uh oh that little hand dance is nice yeah i i think they have such a such a good visual sense and, and aesthetic and I don't know, just the way they, they approach their styling of tool making. It's always nice to see new things. Keeps my brain motivated to try all the new stuffs. Nice. nice. Yeah. Just awesome. Awesome channel. Awesome. Uh, Instagram account. Check it out. Cool. Uh, yeah. Good shot, man. Um, Al, what about you? I would like to spiff um, a illustrator called Matt Ferguson. Um, his handle on Instagram is Matt Ferguson Artist, all one word. And what he primarily does is like Ooh. illustrations for limited edition re-releases of things. Yeah. So, for instance, the 4K. Uh, blu-ray of ghost in the shell is coming out in june i think mm. and he's done like loads of posters um based, and it's kind of very it's not quite ollie moss in terms of like iconic simple simplified things it's actually the opposite it's all very rich yeah um but he'll do like vintage style posters of like guardians of the galaxy and stuff but they're, yeah. they're not pastiches they're not they're not parodies yeah um what he's doing is like really iconic um that Shaun of the Dead one's ace. Yeah, I mean, and you can see like the past, I don't know, maybe two months he's gone for this kind of teal hue, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I think works. Uh, but he recently did the artwork for the whole Infinity Saga um, box set. So you can get like a 50-disc Blu-ray oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. all the Marvel films um, yeah. if you go down. And he he, he did the box and, and each each box lines up and makes like a, a a panorama and it's just stunning and and then all, all the artwork inside and all the books and stuff but he's just got a really good way of capturing like a, a landscape or an atmosphere to films you yeah. know it's not all just like a close-up of a character it'll be something with some context which i think is is super interesting the um, um sorry i've just seen the uh the roy batty um Teardrops in rain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Um, he's, he's in between kind of obviously his jobs and he, he gets commissioned to do these things. He'll just do like cool shit from like cartoons from a kid and Transformers and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that the Omicron thing is like, um, it, it's got to be more than 25 years since Transformers the movie. However long Transformers the movie came out, 30 years. Yeah. Um, there must be some special release coming up. But yeah, it's a nice, nice trip down memory lane, but also he's just he's just fucking fantastic artist. 
Yeah, I've just seen the Judge Dredd uh, 2000 AD cover as well. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, so he's obviously not a comic book artist, um, but he's, he's yeah. kind of his modus operandi lately is movie posters in a real kind of hand painted style. Yeah, they are gorgeous. Yeah, and it doesn't feel too like computer graphics either. No, you know it's it's a nice balance. Yeah, no, that's um... so Matt Ferguson. Check him out. Check him out. And I really want Check that Marvel box, but I haven't got yeah. <laughs> five hundred quid to spend on it. However much is. Yeah, no, good shout. I, I, I um, I'm really. Oh, fuck. Again, I've got to stop scrolling through it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how he gets you. I, yeah. I want one of some of his prints, but like. I yeah. think you can only get them if you get the thing. So I, I will. I probably will uh, be getting the Ghost in the Shell actually, because I held yeah. out on the Blu-ray, um, just hoping that there'd be a 4K at some point. Yeah, but I, I'm one of those where I'd like it's like Akira, <laughs> but every fucking release of Akira, every release, of, <laughs> so Ghost in the Shell's the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking love it. Oh, um, the Indiana Jones one is so good. <laughs> like rap. Uh, Thanks, yeah, Al. Yeah, de- definitely. Just want all of the prints of that. That's fucking gorgeous. Um, speaking of things that are fucking gorgeous, is there any other business? I don't know how that segue works. Strange. Well, obviously, because I'm the one who's got the end of the business. Um, hey. So, yeah, just want to again reiterate about Maker Central. Um, I think it's now mid-May, um, so it's happening in early August. Um, if anyone still has ticket had bought tickets originally or is umming and ahhing about going, um, it, the, the plan is that it's happening. Um, I'm assuming that if you can be vaccinated and stuff, it will obviously help that situation. Um, and we're planning the stall now just in order to make sure that there's you know, adequate social distancing and just making yeah. sure that it's not a, a threatening place for people. Yeah. Um, just the, the idea of, I mean, I live on my own, the idea of being in a, <laughs> and then close <laughs> space with you know potentially thousands of people is is terrifying yeah. but um i'm sure it will be handled extremely responsibly and i think for me personally it will be a huge sort of game-changing move in just getting back into the real world and getting back into yeah. the swing of things and getting some of that mojo back and some of that sort of community spirit that we we talk a lot about of but i think we've all been suffering from um withdrawal symptoms for a very long time so i'm i'm very excited that that kind of Nick is enthusiastically this week is going to start pushing the, the word out because I mean you, you go on the website now for um, Make Essential and the first page says uh, our postponement statement or something yeah and it's like you only, you've got to read like the full page to get to the bottom it's like oh it's still happening <laughs> cool. maybe don't lead with that message then yeah um, so he's, he's he's doing a lot of advertising and um, you know getting makers to kind of send messages out and stuff yeah um so yeah no, if you go in we can start getting excited i think yeah yeah that's uh that's good uh i am i am very excited about uh it happening i i'm i'm looking forward to just like i say just just getting back to that that sense of normality um I, I don't know what it's like over in the States, but I know over here it's like things are starting to ease up. Um, we're, we're starting to be able to kind of get out and travel a bit more. Um, let's say the fact that I was able to plan the uh, the truck weekend with Jim and Jamie, and there's a couple other bits that are getting planned already. Um, like seeing people and, and doing things, it's, it's so fucking nice. I'm very excited to get back to 
some kind of normality um mm -hmm. so i hope wherever you are it is uh it's opening up as well or at least things are starting to to look better because i know in some parts of the world they're really not um but yeah uh if you want to find us you can find us in all of the usual social media places you can find me at moonshine metalworks or on youtube at the forge you can find brett at skull and spade 13 and you can find al at al's hack shack it was it was a, a bit of a callback to the original days um uh if you want to find us as a group uh fwt podcast or fools with tools pretty much everywhere um there might even be a possibility of a live youtube show again at some point um so we are on youtube so go go connect to that because we're terrible at admin and probably won't advertise it beforehand um so you'll probably need to be following us already to be able to find that out mm -hmm. um yeah right that's it so until next time we love you all we'll see you soon goodbye bye, bye.